Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to let everybody know that this will be my last episode of Tech Talker. Well, at least for now. I've been hosting the show for over five years and it's time to focus on some other endeavors. Over the years, I've fielded hundreds if not thousands of questions from listeners, family members, and friends. A lot of these questions make their way into podcasts, but some of them aren't long enough for an entire show. Here are a few that didn't fit into an entire episode, so I thought I'd combine them all into a single segment. Number one, why do we use Control-Alt-Delete? If you're a Windows user, you've probably had to use the infamous Control-Alt-Delete. This is a really strange key combination to ever have to press, so why do we have to use it, and where did it come from? Well, way back in the days of the IBM PC, engineers would use key combinations to do a soft reboot on the computer when the program they were working on froze. The soft reboot allowed them to unfreeze the computer without a full reboot. It was never intended to go mainstream, and the key combination was made to be obscure so that you couldn't accidentally reboot the computer. This caught on even more when the new Windows operating system used the same key combination to log in and present the task manager. Now the unique key press is used in modern Windows operating systems as a way to protect your login screen. If you press Ctrl-Alt-Delete on a fake login screen, Windows will bring up the task manager instead of prompting you to log in. It's one of those combinations that comes from the very beginning of personal computers and has carried over until today. There's really no rhyme or reason why exactly it came out to be Ctrl-Alt-Delete other than the fact that it was obscure enough not to be pressed accidentally. Number 2. Why do we need to restart after updates? I get this question a lot from friends. It seems like an age-old frustration needing to reboot your computer in order to install updates. Personally, my computer only updates when I'm working on something that's really time-sensitive, and it always takes forever. So why in 2016 do phones, laptops, desktops, and most devices require you to reboot your computer after you install updates? Well, picture it like putting new tires on your car. When programmers make a change to the program, they are literally changing the instructions a computer is using to perform operations. Changing out critical instructions while a computer is running is like changing the wheel on a car when it's on the freeway. It can easily crash. Now, programmers are clever, and there are ways to update computers that can't restart. But this is a delicate process and can go wrong easily. It's just easier to reboot and start with a fresh instruction set. Now, if you're on a Windows operating system, this article will show you how to schedule your updates so they don't happen unexpectedly, and I've posted a link to it in the show notes of today's episode. Apple isn't nearly as annoying as Windows in the update department, but if you want to disable automatic updates, there's a tutorial that I've also posted in the show notes of today's episode. Graphic Stock is a subscription-based stock media company that gives you unlimited access to over 300,000 premium photos, illustrations, vectors, and design elements that everyone can afford. Most websites charge per download and can cost as much as $30 per image, but with Graphic Stock, you get unlimited downloads with your membership for an annual rate and there are no download limits and no hidden charges. It's the same content you would find on other stock sites at a lower price. Plus, Graphic Stock is always adding new content to their library, so it always stays fresh. With a 7-day free trial, you can download 140 pieces of content. After that, it's only $99 for an annual subscription. That's less than $10 a month. And everything is 100% royalty-free content for your personal or commercial projects, even if you cancel. Keep whatever you download and maintain the usage rights forever. I've used Graphic Stock a ton just for websites that I'm building or for a presentation. I love that they have a ton of images for whatever search term that I throw at them. I also love that I maintain all of the usage rights even if I'm not a current subscriber. The quality is great and it's less than $10 a month. It can save you a ton of headache. 
So exclusive to my listeners, sign up for your seven-day free trial at graphicstock.com slash techtalk. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S-T-O-C-K dot com slash techtalk for your seven-day free trial. Number three, why do we change passwords so often? If you work for a company of almost any size, you're probably used to changing your passwords frequently. Sometimes it's once a month, once a quarter, or once a year. In any case, it can be annoying to change passwords so frequently, so why do we do it? The reason it's a good idea to change passwords is as a security measure for a password getting hacked or lost. The idea is that if a hacker steals your password and you change it every month, at best they'll only have access to your password for a month before you change it. This also prevents hackers from trying to crack your password. If a hacker doesn't know your password, they will try and guess it. Typically, this will take a really long time, but hackers can use their computer to guess for them. A good password can take years or even decades to guess, so if you change your password monthly, a hacker would have to start over each time. This is why most systems won't let you keep a similar password to your last one. For example, most systems won't let you change password 1 to password 2. If I saw that you had an old password of password 12, I would simply try password 13 or password 14 and so on to see if you had in fact just kept adding a number each time you had to change it. Ultimately, changing passwords won't protect the strength of your password. They just make it harder for hackers who try and steal passwords and reuse them. It limits the time that they have access to a system and the time that they have to crack a password and can still have it be useful. While this practice is annoying, it's generally not too bad if you use a password manager like LastPass, which securely stores and remembers all of your passwords. Question number four, what is a driver? I've had the question asked me a ton of times, what is a driver and why is it installing? If you use Windows, you've probably plugged in a mouse, keyboard, or some other USB device and seen a little window pop up that says installing drivers. A driver is a special program that tells your computer how to interact with hardware. Imagine the following scenario. Someone hands you the keys to a motorcycle and asks you to take it for a spin. This is what happens to your computer when you plug in a device. It says, what the heck do I do with this? If your computer has the right driver, it says, oh yeah, I know what to do from here. If it doesn't know what to do, it looks for a program that might know how to use a new piece of hardware. This is just like the keys to your motorcycle. If you know how to ride, you're set and ready to go. However, if you've never ridden a motorcycle, you have to seek out some instructions on how to do so. So why don't computers have all of the drivers installed on them ahead of time? Well, that would be a lot of wasted space. I mean, why would you have drivers for a thousand different types of USB mice if you only used one or two? It makes a lot more sense to download only the drivers that you need from the internet instead of just having them all on hand. As I mentioned earlier, the Tech Talker show will be taking a hiatus. I've really enjoyed hearing from listeners and working on the show. And with that, be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And with that, I'm the Tech Talker, keeping technology simple. 